Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Good morning. Man, you guys look good this morning. Tell your neighbor today, man, you look great this morning. Amen. Tell them you look great this morning. Awesome. So good to have you. This is your um, maybe first time with us ever at Faith or Nude. It could be in-house, maybe first time there at home. We always just want to let you know we're glad you're here. So Faith family, let them know you're glad they're here this morning. Would you let them know? Come on. Amen. Awesome. We hope you just find a home here, man. God's doing some incredible things in this place, and uh, we'd love for you to be a part of that. And uh, so, again, make yourself at home today. Well, let's do this. Anybody bring their Bible to church on this Sunday morning? Amen. If you have yours, do me a favor. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. And uh, for all those who have come more than once, you knew you should have just went, woo. Let right here got a little bit excited. So if you've been here more than one time, you should have got a little bit excited. So let's turn to Matthew chapter 28. Okay, how's that was better? How's better? 9 a.m. I gotta work with y'all. I understand. I understand. I understand. I got you. I got me and you. I got you. 9 a.m. Early service. We good. Um, don't forget if you use the Uversion Bible app, uh, and I encourage you to do so, uh, maybe not in-house, but if you use the app. Right now, you can follow right along with me. You can click on more and then events and follow right along with this message. And um, I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, that is an incredible app. They're approaching, um, and hope to see it happen this weekend, 500 million downloads. Come on, can we give God praise for that right there? That's so cool. 500 million downloads. And so that was placed within the heart of an IT guy at a church that app, that's where that began. And so, again, so, and then now we see again uh, almost 500 million uh, now downloads on the Uversion app. So, again, so cool. But if you've got it, uh, we're going to be reading Matthew chapter 28. I want to read verses 16 through 20. And then uh, we'll pray and we'll just talk for a few minutes. How about that? So, Matthew chapter 28, verse 16. It says, Then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Amen. Don't you see that? That's like every, I, I noticed that in every worship service. Some worship, some doubt. Right there in the very presence of Jesus, that happens. And it happened then, it still happens today. But I tell you, man, when we place hope and faith in him, which is that's why we're here. Uh, to, for, to allow him to remove all the doubt, and he will do that. So again, worship will be one of the things that does that. This is, but this is what he said in that moment. He said, Jesus came, and he spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Hmm. So how much, how much authority? All authority. So verse 19 says, Go therefore and make disciples... Of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And that's how we baptize around here, if you, in case you don't know. Um, teaching them to observe all the things that I have commanded you. And lo, 
I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Let's pray. God, thank you today for just uh, your very presence. And um, Lord, today I thank you for your faithfulness to this house, to us, to your people, Lord. And I just thank you for what you're doing. And may we be found faithful in your sight. And uh, I just pray, God, every heart's open today. And you'll speak to us clearly, God. And we'll hear, receive, and respond accordingly. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Tell your neighbor, we're in a series right now called Why. Come on, tell them, say, we're in a series right now called Why. So if, if you're new here, this is a series that we're doing as a church family. We've been here for a while now, and, uh, and uh, it's, it's kind of wrapping up. But um, we're, uh, this series is all about us as a church and why we do what we do, why we look the way we look, um, why faith or not exist, why, again, we as believers are, you know, again, do what we do. So I, I just love it. It's been a lot of fun. And so uh, last week, um, every week's been different. Last week was a special week. Uh, we had Why Pastor Appreciation Week. And so I want to say from my family, to you guys that thank you for that. Thank you for loving us uh, like you did last week. Just a very special day and uh, to, again to take that time to show love and appreciation to us and um, I'll just say this, it, it means more to us than you will ever know. And uh, you mean more to us than you will ever know. Um, I, I talk to pastors um, regularly and a lot of those don't love their people. <laughs> and I'm just, just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. And uh, they hate getting up, going to the pulpit. They hate getting up, hanging with their people. And, and that just breaks my heart for them. And I love and pray for them. And, but uh, I love it. I love what we do. I love what God's building in this place. And so, again, I'm just thankful for you. And so, again, you'll never know how much we love you. And I also thank Pastor Bill and Pastor Lou for sharing last week an incredible message. So, again, thank you for that. And um, we, again, uh, just are very appreciative of what you've done for us. But today we're going to continue that series, Why. And uh, today a little bit different, we're going to talk about why evangelism. All right, and so uh, if, you're, if you've been here for a while, there, you may know this, or maybe you've been here for a while and you were asleep and you didn't catch this. But uh, there, there are five values, core values to us that we hold very dear to us as a church. And um, those five values, their worship is one of those. And, um, and so we just believe in the power, again, of, of what happens when we worship. How many knows that we serve a God who's worthy of all worship? Amen. Can we worship him right now? Give him a praise offering right now. Amen. Yeah, do that. Amen. And I, I know some, you know, people worship differently. And so, again, we believe worship is more than what just happens, you know, again, before somebody gets up and preaches. Again, that's a way we worship. Um, giving is a way we worship. You know, again, showing what someone is, is worth to us, the value that we place on them. And so, again, I think, again, worship is a, is a beautiful thing. Some, maybe, again, we're looking at during just a time of worship. Man, it's not saying, like, I don't know if it really takes all that, if that's really needed. And I, I'm just going to say this because um, I just believe it's true. I, I believe he deserves all that and more. Come on, amen, John. I believe he deserves all of that and more. And so if we just came in here and just worshiped him, man, he's worthy of all that. But it's one of our core values. Um, active Bible teaching is one of our core values. That as a church, man, we just hold dear. We love the word of God. We believe, again, our belief system and everything that we do should be based off of what he said in his word. We believe it's true. And so, again, we stand on the word of God. So it starts from the youngest all the way through to us, maybe not as young, that, that we zero in on and dig deep into the Word of God, and I love that. Active Bible teaching is huge to us. Uh, relationships, 
another one of our core values as a church that we hold dear. We always are looking for ways to help build community, relationships together, doing an event tonight to build relationship, to just come together. I get faith groups where we have set that up, established that so you can find community and relationships. It's so, it's so important. Also, we believe it's one of our other core values is service. And so, again, we believe every person should be serving somewhere. Come on, people who are serving, say amen. Come on, hey man. If you're not saying amen, that's okay. We got a place for you. So you can amen with us. Because we, we need you. Again, Jesus was that. He was the ultimate example of that. Amen. He said, I didn't come to be served, but to serve and give my life. So he does that for us. So that's what we hold dear. Our fifth one is what we're talking about today. And it's the core value that we as a church is why evangelism. And so again, I, for, for you, uh, evangelism, if you've been in church a long time, evangelism or an evangelist list, it may stir up maybe thoughts and maybe just may put a different, maybe a mindset in your, it, it may come to mind where you begin to think about an evangelist. Uh, uh, I grew up in a system which was, is very cool, a church man where we, we would sit aside, there were scheduled like revival services and those are awesome. Um, I mean, we, we schedule them here um, every Sunday and every Wednesday, come on, at 9, 11 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 and then the rest of the week, revival services in your home. That's what we believe. And again, but we, we, you know, I grew up in a system in that, and there's, that's awesome. Nothing wrong with that. But there would be an evangelist come in, and what he would typically do, he would, he would like scream at the people, you know, for like, my, just my story. All right, you may not relate, but he would scream at the people for a little while and, uh, and you know, scare a few folks. And, uh, and again, uh, again, I think, again, he was anointed to do it, called to do it, and God used it. And again, I saw God work in many ways. So again, so evangelism or evangelism may kind of like, like, oh, dude, I'm not an evangelist. I don't want to go around screaming at people. That, that's not the goal today, all right? That's not what we're trying to get to you. But when we see this word, when we look at the word evangelist or evangelism, this is, this is what it means. It is a bringer of good tidings, all right? It is a bringer of good tidings. It is the name given to the New Testament heralds of salvation through Christ who are not apostles, so again, so th this is again not just an, a, a certain group of one or two people, but this is those who now step up and bring. So I love to summarize it this way, and this is what I hope you get out of this message. When we say why evangelism, for us, evangelism equals sharing Jesus. That's it. That, that's when we say it. This is what we mean. We mean sharing Jesus. And so we believe, again, sharing the gospel. And we believe talking to others. Now, I, I know this. People are like, man, you know, we are called to share the gospel and, if necessary, use words. And um, I believe there are some elements to that statement that can be true. Um, because there are a lot of people that use words but don't show love. And that doesn't partner real well. All right? And so, again, I believe there's a lot of people who walk in love, have great hearts, but don't share the words sometimes or whatever. I believe they come together. I, I believe, again, us sharing the gospel without words is like trying to feed the homeless without food. It doesn't work. And so, again, we are called to do this. We are called to share this with others. And so this is what we call So I'm going to state the obvious right here in the beginning of this that, man, I don't know if you know it or not, but our world needs more Jesus. Come on. Our world needs more Jesus. 
Jesus. And so I, it is just so true. So I, I, I want to get to heaven, and when I get there, know that I have done my part to get as many people there with me as I can. Our goal is to make heaven crowded. Amen? And that's what we want to do. So again, that's what we're called to do. So I posted this this week, and it, it was tough. I, it was just even the statement that I read was just kind of like, man, sad, I guess. Got me thinking why. But studies show that 72% of Americans believe in heaven while only 58% believe in hell. Wow, it does not make sense. How you have one without the other? So again, what are we preaching? I know a lot of people get up and preach more about hell than they do about heaven. Some do vice versa. But I believe both are true, both are clear in Scripture, and both were a place where every person will, in, in this room, and everyone listen to me, one of those places we will all spend eternity. We don't hear that enough anymore. We don't, that's not shared enough. But every person under the sound of my voice today and those who aren't even listening, every knee will bow. Every person will come before God one day and we will be judged. We will stand before him and we will come before this holy God. And so this is what we're called to do. We are called to, with everything that we can, share Jesus to a lost and dying world, bring hope to them because whether they believe it or not, heaven is true and so is hell. Amen. And so we're called to do this. Now, I know this. I want to set this up and get this clear. There are people who are called evangelists. Like, they're called. That's, like, Pastor Luke, great, beautiful job last week. Ephesians 4.11, hitting on the five-fold ministry gifts that are given to the church. One of those being pastors, again, one who may do that in a full-time call position to do that. There are also people who are called full-time who do this as an evangelist who laid their life down traveling and sharing the gospel. Wayman Doss, man, if, if, if you, any of you know Wayman, man, I believe he has a called anointing upon his life to be an evangelist. He goes to the nations. He shares Jesus, and I love that, and it's so important. And I believe, again, people have different giftings and different callings, but I also believe this. I believe each of us who have experienced the love of Jesus are called to share that also. Amen. I believe we're called to share that. I believe we're called to give that away. So again, I believe we're all called to do the work of an evangelist. Again, whether we do that full-time capacity or whether, again, we're doing it at home, at work, at life, in, in jobs, wherever it may be, I believe we're called to do the work. This is what Paul said. Paul said this to a guy he had been discipling. He, he had been showing him what this thing's supposed to look like and following Christ. He's at the end of his life. And man, we know, again, how important it is, the things that are said at the end. He says, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3 through 5, he says, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. Well, if you don't understand what that's saying, is that's saying again, there will be those who come, don't want to hear the full counsel of the word, don't want to hear the truth of God's word, and so they will seek out or even raise up those who will tell them just what they want to hear. Come on, how many knows we don't want to just hear all the time? We don't need to hear just what we want to hear all the time. Amen. There, there, we need to hear again the full counsel, the full truth of God's word. And so this is what he said. And they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. 
But you, be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. Now again, I don't believe that was just a word for Timothy in that day. I believe that is a word for each of us today. I believe the Lord is calling each of us to do the word. What is again, the, what is an evangelism? It is sharing Jesus. It is sharing what he said. Now this is what we call, in our text today, we read, or I read to you, what was called and has been labeled the Great Commission. All right, this is called the Great Commission. So I, I want to do this, and I'm going to do it quickly. Uh, I, I want to share with you a few things that when we look at the Great Commission, what we read today, what was spoken, what was said by the words of Jesus, again, as he's getting ready to leave heaven or leave earth, go to ascend to heaven, and he gives these words. Again, he calls this, again, the Great Commission. And I love this. It's not the Great Suggestion. Come on, amen. This is not if you're in the mood. Come on, this is not if you feel like it. Do these things, man. No, he says, this, I believe again, the great commission. He is commissioning each of us, calling each of us to go do these things. Now, I was looking at this in, this, in this passage that I read today. I want to look at three things that I see that, man, like, why, again, what is so great about this? And um, again, we know this everywhere Jesus speaks, great. Come on, every word spoken by him is great, is awesome, and we love it all. But why is this the Great Commission? I, I, I saw this. This is what, you know, kind of Lord hit me with. And so I want to share it with you. The first thing that we see is, why is this so great? Great, first of all, great is the authority. All right? Now, great is the authority. Now, that, that is a big word. Amen. That is huge, uh, if you understand. And I, I think today, uh, sadly, there is a lack of respect for authority in our world today. Amen. Um, you know, I, I just, you know, it's sad. We see this in, uh, in a lot of places, in a lot of areas. There's lack of respect for authority today. Our teachers suffer, go through so much, man. We, we talk about this and, uh, you know, with some of them and try to encourage them as, as they go into the mission field. And that's what we believe the schools are, man. It's a mission field. And it's a, it's a place that we can go and share Jesus and show love. But th there is a great uh, you know, lack of respect for authority. We we see it in law enforcement today. We see it in a lot of places. Just, it's just sad today what we see in a day that there's a lack of respect for the authority. One of the reasons is I, I don't believe we understand what authority is. And, uh, and we did a message called Why Parenting um, a little while back. And uh, one of the things that we learned as parents is that we have to show our children what authority is. Come on, amen. And again, we lovingly do that, show that, and it's not just one way you show that or you teach that, but we believe in that because we want them to learn. But this is an important word. We hear here in, in, in this, this text today, verse 18, that Jesus said this. He said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. All right? So you have to understand, if he has it all, heaven and earth, there is none. All right. There's no other, there is no other authority. Now, uh, and, and this, is, this, is, this is critical because, again, we got to see how great this is. If, we, if, if he has it all, the enemy has none. And now, I just, it's sad to me, it breaks my heart because what we see as believers, what we trust, and uh, as, you, as we go through Scripture, we see that the authority that Jesus had, all of it, heaven and earth, he has all of it. All that he has, he gives that and shares that with his body. 
All right? Now, with the body of Christ. Now, this is, it's important that we see this. We are the body of Christ. We are the, if you're a believer, if you put your faith in Christ, you've become a part of the body of Christ. Now, this is what he says. If he has all of that, he has shared that with his body. We are called to walk in that. That means the only authority the enemy has in your life is what you've given him. Now, and and I can say that because I've done it. I've been there. I've learned from that. But this is what we know to be true. He has all of this. He has placed this in our life. So we don't give authority away. We don't give that to the enemy. We give no place for him. We don't allow him. So we walk this thing out. So this is huge that we see and understand the authority. Now, this is what I love about Jesus. You see a humble servant... One again, steps out of heaven. Man, we were singing the gospel earlier. I don't know if you heard it. But they comes out of heaven, comes to earth. He is a humble servant, and that humble servant has all authority. So again, there's a level in that. I don't know if you caught it. It's when we step into our calling, step into a place of service, that we actually walk in and exercise the authority that we've been given. Now, I'm going to let that settle because, again, so this means this. When we're evangelizing, doing the work of an evangelist, doing what Jesus has called us to do, sharing that good news, the level of authority on our life is released, and it takes authority over the enemy. Now, I believe this. I, I'm t- I believe it just as much as I'm standing here. I believe some of us have released and given authority to the enemy, and the way you're going to get it back is go do what Jesus did. I'm just, so we're going to go do what Paul called and called Timothy to do. Do the work of an evangelist. So each time you share Jesus with someone, man, the the, the enemy has to say, man, I'm losing more ground. Whoo, come on. Every time you go and witness, well, I don't know what to say. I don't have a degree. I don't have it. You don't have to have all that. You have to have a willing heart open to be used by Jesus and go walk in the authority that he has given to you. So again, he has it all. He's released it to us. So quit letting the enemy mess with you. And anytime you see the enemy, try to do something and destroy your life. Say, wait a minute. I take back the authority that you've got in my life and I'll walk in the victory that God has established for me. Amen. So this is good news for us. Amen. Worship the Lord with a praise offering right now. Go ahead. Let's worship. That's a core value, man. We do that. That's our core value. Come on. I love it. Amen. So again, great is the authority. See that in this passage. Great is the authority. So when you go out and witness and you're doing it in the name of Jesus, when you're doing it with a heart to want to go share the gospel, you're not doing that in your own strength. Man, I love it. I, I just I could go deeper into a study that again about power and what that means. But and and there's there's a lot there. But again, the witness that God has called us into, and when the Spirit comes upon us, it's not a human quality. I may hit that next week. I may need to. But but it's not a human quality. It's not a natural. It's not something in your mind. It's the power of God, the authority that he has being released in your life, the spirit of God working in and through you where you become a witness for him. And again, you walk in that authority, man. It's great. Great is the authority. Secondly, great is the mission. 
This is so incredible, man. I love this so much. Great is the mission. Verse 19 again, he said, Go therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So this is what we need to understand, that we as Christians, we are on a mission. Amen. We are on a mission. We, we say it a lot around here. We are here. Our mission is this. Our vision is clear. We're here to make Jesus known. That's why we're here. I mean, that's why we do what we do, to get people to know Jesus more. So what we're called to do this and what we're asking you to be a part of, and I'm so thankful for a church that does this, you're going on a mission trip together. Amen. And it's a beautiful thing. I love this, man. I love it. And this is something Charles Spurgeon said, man. Uh, Spurgeon said every Christian is either a missionary or an imposter. Get mad at Spurgeon. He's dead. He's in heaven anyway. So, uh, so if you get upset with that, every Christian is either a missionary or an imposter. Wow. That's heavy, bro. That's, that's wild. Every Christian is either a missionary or an imposter. I, so this is what I want to invite you to do. I want you to stay on mission. If you've ever been on like a mission trip or if you've ever been on like a youth event, oh, or some of our ladies have gone to women's conferences or men's conferences, it's amazing. When you get on mission together, something just happens. I'm just, I just want to get real for a minute because I guess I can. I mean, Pastor Appreciation was last week. So I, I, I got another year to work it through, man. And so if you get upset, you'll forget about it by next time, I hope. All right. So th- this is unfortunately what happens. All right. Because, again, I've done this for over a, over a couple of decades now. I, I, I've seen this. I've seen people go on mission, go to that trip, go to that conference, and, man, it is amazing what God does incredible i'm like man you see some of the most greatest outpourings and man god does things in those places sometime i've been in the jungles of the amazon and man and watched god do things i've i've been in 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 just a a small conference in the state of south carolina seeing god do things it's amazing what he does i've just watched god work in so many great ways and this is what happens People go into that place, they have the mindset and their own mission together. They have a focal point of reason why they're being there. They get away from and don't let all the stuff happening in their life cloud their mind. And they go in there and get focused on God. And then, man, they get together as one body, as one mission, on one heart for one call. And they see an outpouring of God in their life. And it's incredible. And again, I, don't, I believe it's true what God does in those moments. Man, it's amazing. I've seen life change happen in those moments. But what can happen is this. People can return back to their homes after those conferences. People can go back to their home after the mission trip, and they begin to share what God did in those moments. They begin to talk about how good God was and how the Holy Spirit showed up and how he worked and, man, how beautiful it was. And, man, I've watched this happen for too long is that, man, you'll see people so excited, pumped up. They've been on mission together. They get back to life, celebrate the mission, and then somewhere along the way they forget the mission. 
Now, this is not for any of us to put us down because I believe this is a missional church. I believe, man, if anything, man, this church is doing it. I want to see every heart in this position. I want to see every eyes fixed on this. We have a mission. We have a mission on this church. And if, and if you become a part of the mission team, man, you'll find yourself in experiences with God that, man, you don't have to go out of state to find it. You don't have to go out of country to find it. You'll experience in your living room. You'll see God move in your bedroom. You'll see him God move in our altar. We'll see God do it here. When we get on mission together, when we stay focused on the purpose and the plan that he's called us to, so we do this, we're on a mission. We're evangelizing. And we're doing the work in evangelists to share this. Our, our man, our panel Wednesday night did an amazing job, man. We had the conclusion of the book of Luke on Wednesday night. And, man, they brought it together, and they began to talk about my message for today and begin to lay this out. I'm like, man, perfect timing, Jesus. Thank you. And so, again, we began to see how this all unfolded. And it was beautiful, man, how they began to talk about the church being on mission together, evangelizing, sharing the good news. This is what we see in Acts chapter 1, verses 4 through 8. I love this. It says that, man, and being assembled together with them. Again, this is the next, you know, this is the next step from Luke. Uh, again, he, we believe he also wrote Acts, and this is kind of the story continues. So it says, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, authority. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. That tells me this. There's plenty of work to do for everybody. There's enough to do. There's enough Jesus that goes around that you are needed in this. So I, I love, I mean, I just, I love this. It's so good that, man, we see the call clearly put in place that this starts right there in their home where they were at that then flows out of their home into their community, into their, their nation, around the world. And this is what God's called us to do today. Every person can flow in, operate in, walk in the power of the Holy Spirit and move into the place that God's called you to do. Now, I hear this, that people say, man, my school, man, nobody's Christians at my school. Um, my workplace, man, nobody is Christians. Man, I work with a bunch of heathens and, and this or whatever again. You know, it's, you know, just that, that's old school. But just, man, I, this what I, I start thinking like this. This is my mindset. You're in the perfect place. Do you think it's possible that Jesus put you there? To, to go in there and to share the good news, bring revival to that school, bring revival to that workplace, flow in the power of God. And you don't have to be a, a, a musician to do it. You don't have to be a, you know, none of those things. Pastor, you don't have to do any of those things. Just be open to move and flow. And it just starts by just a simple word that you speak. Do you share with someone? And I, I love, this is, this is wild. I, man, tough, I guess, too, at the same time. You start thinking about, again, all those people who don't believe in this place called hell but this is what we can do we can change that by speaking truth to them and take them to a place called heaven 
Now, this is, this is, why, this is how it shows in, in a study that was asked, a poll that was taken of people that go to church, all right? So people actually attend a church, come to a church service. This is how it says they got there, all right? This was a number, the breakdown of the numbers of, of how that flowed out. Number one was they had a special need, and it was just like 2% of the people in the church showed up, had a special need in their life, found out this place was a place they could go, and so again, had a special need in their life. Secondly, uh, it was uh, 3%, and it was just that I just kind of like found the church and walked in, all right? Nobody invited me, I just walked in. I believe that one's increased since this poll, uh, large in part because, again, what we're seeing in the online social media world. Uh, a lot of folks that I speak to today say, man, we found you on Google. And I, I love it. I love how God's using that. We're taking something and God is using it. And man, Jesus is being made known through that. Uh, so again, that's pretty cool. Uh, 3% said this. I like the programs. Heard, had this program. I heard about that. Came whatever. Um, this is encouraging. Uh, 6% said they came because they liked the minister. <laughs> that was fun. All right. All right. Uh, but finally, get ready. It, it just it jumps. Crazy. 79% said they are in church because a friend or a relative invited them. Wow. Just think for a moment, man. How many people are in this room right now? Somebody invited them. Again, it could have been through social media or a call or a text, whatever, but you invited them. Listen, we have a great mission that we're on together. We have a great call. And I'm telling you, man, when you come a part of a mission team, when you become a part of that group, you'll see and move uh, in God, experience moves of God, unlike you can ever think possible when you get on mission together. So, again, great is the mission. And third and finally this morning is this. Great is the promise. Great is the promise. Verse 20 said this as the worship team comes. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. For me, I'll just, I want to go ahead and say this, that this is what everything sets on for me. Just to know this, and for you to hear this this morning, that he is with us. That, it just changed. I, I can go through some things knowing somebody has me. Somebody's got me. Uh, just knowing that somebody's there. I mean, you know, just again, knowing that somebody's in your corner. And, man, we have the King of Kings and we have the Lord of Lords with us on our side. He is with me. And this is what's the cool thing is, is he's, he's actually cheering and pulling for you. He's, not, he's pulling for you. He's praying for you, believing, interceding, standing in the gap for you, believing that God's man is going to pour his work through you. So he is for us today. And so I want us to stand this morning. And as we stand, I want you just to take a moment. This is how we do it here if you're new. We just take time. And we just close our eyes, we just bow our heads, and just for a moment, this is what I want to ask God, ask you to do, just to, to talk to the Father for a second. Now, I just want you to think for a moment right now. Oh, man, I just want to think for a moment. And ask, just ask this today. Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me right now? Yeah, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me right now? Because again, as we come, as we gather, as we share his word, he speaks to our hearts. And, the, and this is what we want to just walk in. This is our heart. Why evangelism? Why the Great Commission? Why do we do this? Why? why? Because we want to make Jesus known. We want to share him with the world. And this is what I feel, man, just in my heart. And 
Ivan, thank you for being obedient earlier. I just, man, I think you were in tune when you shared what you shared. And man, there are just folks that are in this room right now. Again, we go into the world. We go into all those places, but it starts at home. It starts right now. It starts right here with family, right here within this body. So first of all, we want to minister to those who have needs right now within this room. Those who are part of our online family right now worshiping with us. If you just have a need in your life, you just need, you need prayer. You need Jesus to be made known to you. I'm not saying you're not a Christian. I'm not saying you're not a believer. But you just need what Jesus has. You need the salvation, the hope, the healing, peace, comfort, victory. You need what Jesus brings right now. You just need prayer. You need a family right now. And so this is what I want you to do. Just if, for you first. Because this is what, this is what again, how God's set this thing up. If you have a need, you're not supposed to leave with that need right now. You're supposed to give that to him. He said, cast your care there. Cast it on the Lord. Give that to him because he cares for you. So we want to minister to needs, first of all, within this room. So if you have a need, heads are bowed, eyes are closed, and you're seeing, Holy Spirit, what are you speaking to my heart right now? What are you revealing to me? What area are you even showing that I need you in? If there's an area right now, you're just like, I need, I need prayer. I want you to just do this. Slide your hand up real high. I want to pray for you first. Yeah, I see hands. I see a lot of hands. It's good. It's okay. Yeah, God bless you. God bless you. Yeah, raise it up high. Yeah, God bless you. Nothing to be ashamed about. This is why we're here. This is why we do what we do. We gather to make Jesus known to you, become more real to you, to show up in your life. And so this is, this is how I want to do this, first of all. Right now, just as we do this, I, I want to pray for you, first of all. God used some means to get you here. He loves you that much. He loves you that much. If you feel comfortable doing so, and you may be with somebody that you know right now, and you feel okay doing this, just place your hand on their shoulder of the person near you right now. We just want to pray for needs, first of all, that are in this, in this room, for those joining us at home right now who have needs. We want to take those before the Lord. So, Father, right now, Lord, we just call on you. God, there are hands that have been lifted up in this room. They've lifted that hand in faith. They've lifted that hand believing and trusting, Lord, and showing that they have a need in their life. And you're the, you're the source. You're the supplier. You're the one who meets that need. It's you. It's you alone. That's why we preach you and your gospel and your truth. You're the healer. You're the hope. You're the source right now. Yeah. So I, I just want you right now, as, as you just begin to pray right now, those who have their hand on you, if you didn't have your hand up, I want you to do this. Pray for the person beside you right now. I, I want us to begin to do the work of an evangelist, first of all, right here at home, just sharing Jesus right here in this room. So just begin to do this. Pray for that person near you. Yeah, pray for that person near you this morning. Hmm. And we're all called to do this. Okay, you don't have to do this full time, quit your job, but just right now in obedience, just be used of him. Yes, it's so good. It's beautiful. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Come on, just pray for that person near you right now. Thank you, Father. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Worship team's going to close on a song, and this is just, there are two things that God put on my heart today. And this, these two things were clear. It's, it's very evident what I believe Holy Spirit is wanting to do this morning. First of all, meet the need of those that are here. Those that are here. Those that are tuned in. Those are part of this family right now, worshiping in this place right now together.
He wanted to meet your need. He wanted to show up in your situation. So, Father, I thank you that you're showing up right now. You're healing bodies. You're touching minds. You're bringing hope and deliverance. Yeah. But I also feel this is, this is what else he wanted to do this morning. I believe he wanted to speak to every person in this house, every person tuned in. And this is how I prayed. This is how I prayed. This is my prayer this week for you. That God would highlight at least one person in your life this week, today. That he would highlight at least one person in your life and make it so clear that you're supposed to evangelize them. What does that mean? Share Jesus with them. Show love to them. So for some of you right now, man, even during this message, God has already done that. He's already begun to highlight someone in your heart that you are called to pray for, that you are called to share Jesus with. He's making it so clear. Yeah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. And if right now, just again, at least one person that this week, that I know we're not talking about doing this years from now. We're talking about this week that you're going to step in. At, step in. You're calling. Your purpose, your plan is a call to, to do the work and share Jesus with them. So right now, if, if, if the Holy Spirit's already put one, at least one person on your heart that, that, this is, that you're supposed to minister to, I want you just to show me real quick. Just lift up your hand. Yeah, if he's, already, he's already highlighted that one. God bless you. Wow, that's awesome. Who, yeah, he's already highlighted. If your hand's not up right now, this is your prayer. God begin to reveal to me, show me. Come on, right now, just reveal to me, show me. Show me who it is, God. Yeah, show me who it is. Again, make that your prayer. If your hand's not up right now, just say, God, show me who it is, Lord. Come on, show me who it is, God. And as the worship team sings right now, this is what I want us to do. I want us as a family to lift those needs up to the Lord. I want us to lift those people up to the Lord. I just want us to begin to call out their name. I just want us to pray over them. I just want us in groups to get together and say, would you pray for me? Would you pray for my friend, my family member, whatever it may be? And we always do it this way. Our altars are always open and you can come. Or you can stay where you're at this morning. But don't do this. Don't just stand there in this moment. Engage in what the Spirit of God is speaking to hearts right now. Begin to pray over those needs. If you need prayer, you can come. If you're just praying for someone God's placed in your heart, begin to just pray over those and call them out. If he hasn't placed someone on your heart yet, say, God, who is it? Who is it? Show it me, Lord. Show me, Lord. Yeah, show me. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.